Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. Okay, so is this where we have the, the, uh, reggae, the uh, reggae music going? No, the reggae music happened already. Oh, it already did? That that was really smooth. Now it's your job to hype them up. Well, in that case, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to rip off the mask and get to the task because it is time to jump into the rotation on this Sunday. There will be no actual jumping on this show, by the way. Uh, no, I would probably kind of ruin the, uh, the table here, but we had a very interesting week. It was a week of days. We started out with uh, Star Wars Day right on Tuesday. It was in, uh, every week is a week of days. Well, we had, we had May the Seven 4th. to be. We had May exactly. the 4th, which was uh, you know, May the 4th be with you. Uh huh. Cinco de Mayo. Or, or Cinco de Mayo, if you want to keep on going with that. Doing, the, I don't think any Andalusians actually celebrated Cinco de Mayo. I don't know. Although it, it, we, I've never heard it in like a Spanish accent. Well, we I've should. always heard it was Mexican. It is Mexican. Yeah. In fact, it is, although it is not Mexican Independence Day. No. That is, that is a fallacy. It is actually celebrating a war that uh, the Mexicans actually won when they were outnumbered four to one against the French. The, uh, the actual uh, Mexican Independence Day is actually September the 16th. Nothing to do with weed, but cool. Nothing to do with weed whatsoever. <laughs> However, we also had Nurses Day, and that's kind of a thing that has to do with That's nurses. a big thing. That was on the 6th, and now we have Mother's Day. Mama. Yeah, you, you remember mothers. I remember my mom. You know, it's the, the woman who shot you out of your womb just so you could spend your whole life trying to get back into some other one. That's, right. That was the woman that, that started your whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are celebrating Mom's Day right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to give you guys a chance, first of all, before we get into the heavy stuff, to go ahead and, and do your due diligence and say uh, happy Mom's Day to your moms. Uh, ha- happy Mother's Day, Mommy. I love you. <laughs> and from the Beltway, <laughs> we haven't even interested. She, she's in church right now, I think, so I don't think she even watches this shit. Well, from the Beltway, we have our, <laughs> we have Chris Kano, our executive director, who is whose mom is back here in good old Tampa, and so go ahead, Chris. Well, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, she's probably not watching either. She's probably sleeping in right now. So, <laughs> and well, she should. <laughs> Obviously, you were much smaller when you were a baby, but I'm certain you were a, you were a heck of a child. Uh, I was only four pounds, but yes, I was definitely. Uh, a, a, a not an easy child, but she did a great job uh, thus far. On the contrary, my I was like fucking ten pounds when I was born. I was like really big. My mom's hips couldn't contract because I was like so wide coming out. So she like had to stay in the hospital for like an extra couple of weeks because of my fat ass coming out of her vagina. <laughs> and she could have really benefited from medical marijuana back then. Absolutely. Because isn't that like one of the first things, woman problems? I think it was like the first thing that marijuana was medically used for. And and the two women in, in my life, uh, my mom, as you <laughs> also had me get into the, involved in this industry, because my mom did have uh, uh, 
breast cancer and she was medicating it properly in Michigan, went to visit my sister in Chicago who did, who did not have reciprocity at the time. And so they took away her medicine when she went to the hospital for an ulcer and she passed away there because after she had her cannabis taken away, she metastasized. So that is that is why that, that that was one of the reasons I got involved in this industry because we thought it was so important that we we, we take care of this and it'd be nice that we had reciprocity here in Florida and we'll get into that another time but that is one of the things we really really have to move forward and of course the other lady in my life is uh, my wife and of course she had glaucoma and she also had three kids mm -hmm. <laughs> I, the, the, the cannabis will not fix the three kids but I, it, it definitely worked as far as the pain for the glaucoma <laughs> is concerned maybe the cannabis contributed to the three kids gary you know it, you, it, guys, you it no. has in many many instances not just my own from what i understand <laughs> but but at least you know when when you're in that kind of instance with cannabis, you're usually you know following the person who you actually love. With, with alcohol, it isn't always necessarily the same. It's like you wake up the next day and like, who is this person? But usually <laughs> in cannabis, you know who it is. <laughs> so so that's that's good. Who is this person? Oh, gross! Oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta fucking get out of here. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to yeah. all you baby mamas and mamas out there. Right. And, you know, the, the it's kind of interesting what you're talking about, because apparently, Gary, you're the two mamas in your life are, are being screwed over by corporate cannabis. Is that so? Yeah. How so? Uh, well, I mean, I was hoping maybe you guys could tell me. Well, <laughs> I mean, back in the day, I mean, she, you're, you're, you're mom with reciprocity, first off. So, like, yeah. it's, if we had reciprocity, I know this is a different. If we had reciprocity here. Right. You know, a lot of moms from out of state can come and visit kids that live here, could come on vacation with their kids. Right. And be able to have their medicine and oh. they don't get to enjoy our beautiful sandy beaches and lovely Ybor City. Exactly. Lovely Ybor City, where it all began, where everything happens. But uh, yeah, we we have uh, issues in regards to the cannabis industry here in Florida. One of which is is a lack of reciprocity. So if somebody is ill and they come here to visit, they can't bring their medicine with them legally. So they either take their chances with TSA or they drive over here. They become drug smugglers. And they could very easily come here on vacation and leave on probation, as, as uh, Chris has often been said. And that is quite true. So that's something we have to, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen on Facebook where someone says, I just got to Florida. I still have my medical card from Maryland. Where can I go ahead and get my medicine today? <laughs> you poor sad. I'm not going to lie. Reciprocity would hurt my business. It would. <laughs> Like I have a lot of people that come here to buy Delta eight because they can't buy Delta nine, mm. you know, yeah. and we get a lot, a lot of people on vacation coming here and a lot of phone calls too. Like that's literally how it starts. They call us up and they're like, Hey man, I'm from out of, I, I'm from out of town and I'm just like hurting dude. Like I just got so much anxiety. I'm here on vacation and I need to come and buy some cannabis. I, I have my medical card from Michigan or wherever they got their card from. And it's like, Oh dude, congratulations. You don't need a card. You can't buy real weed. You got to buy hemp, but you can come here and you can, we can help you out. Yeah, that is important to know that at Chillum uh, CBD Gallery, you cannot buy THC cannabis, mm -mm. except for Delta <coughs> 8 THC. Mm -hmm. And Delta 10 now. Yeah, Delta and, 10. And I know you've never get that question asked right here, right? All the fucking time. But the fact is, we, we that is one of, we have a legal industry here for a reason here in the state of Florida because people want 
medicinal cannabis of medicinal grade, which means we need to have something of surpassing quality because we're talking about people who are ill and who can't afford to have bad weed. And we're always talking about the, the necessity of getting rid of the legacy market, formerly known as the illegal market, formerly known as the black market, because we can't guarantee the quality of the product you get on the guy on the corner, even though he's your favorite guy. And the fact is... He's a fun guy to hang out with sometimes. Especially when he brings the, you know, anyway. But uh, we need to have a quality product here in the state of Florida. And the question is, do we have it? After all, no. after all is said and done, I mean, I'll grant you, we had no legal way of growing for many years, but there were people who were growing for many years who put a lot of time and effort and love into it. And they're the ones who are the experts who people should be hiring to go ahead and teach them how to, how to properly grow, especially in, in large quantities. Although those, these guys, I'm certain, didn't ever uh, grow in the kind of quantities they're being grown right now by some of our MMTCs here. But the question is, do the MMTCs here in Florida know how to grow on a volume basis a safe and good product? What do you think, Chris? No, I think the answer is no. Uh, from what we've seen on um, you know social media, what we've seen on comments on Reddit of, of former uh, and, and current cannabis industry employees that work for MMTCs here in Florida, the answer is no. And, and part of the reason is, is you know, the original setup that you have to pass a level two background check uh, to get hired into the Florida cannabis industry really takes a lot of the veteran growers who may have ran into legal trouble for growing, you know, in the past 30 years prior to becoming re-legalized um, out of the picture. And so you have growers who, you know, have experience, who are doing what they need to do to, to get hired, who have clean records, and then they're not treated with respect in the workplace. And I mean, you know, uh, everything from, um, you know, their working conditions to not getting proper breaks um, and, 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 you know, proper, you know, uh, employee safety uh, to, you know, their pay not being on time and, and messing with people's money. And I think yeah, that those I heard are about that. Those are those are things that are not right. You know, I don't care how big your MMTC is. If you don't treat your employees with the respect they deserve, uh, you're not going to be able to put uh, forward a, a product that benefits uh, the patients. We need a patient centric system here. And that's not what we have. And here's the part that really uh, grinds my gears. You know, Ron DeSantis. I can hear the grinding from here. Yeah, exactly. Ron DeSantis, our governor, uh, made a statement when he had held a press conference next to Matt Gates and John Morgan uh, many, many moons ago when we were talking about uh, smokable flour here in Florida. And he said, you know, it is time that we uh, break up the cartel structure that that uh, uh, has control. I remember Florida. that. Yeah, I remember that. That stood yeah, out. It did. That it did. It stood out. And, and you know what? DeSantis since then has gotten zero heat from the corporate cannabis uh, here in Florida, from the, the cartel, the MMTCs uh, that are limited in nature, and, and has not issued more licenses. So mm -hmm. it's double speak, definitely on his part as a politician. How can you sit there and say, oh, we have a closed market and we want to open it up, and yet he has not, it, Gary, if, correct me if I'm wrong, he should have issued 10 more licenses since he's made that speech, correct? That's correct, because the initial implementation law stated that we were going to have at least four new licenses every time we hit another 100,000 patient mark, 
well, we kind of missed the, um, the, the 100,000 mark. Uh, even though they gave those ones out to the people who actually lost the, ap the application process in 2015 when they were trying to apply strictly for a low THC license at that point in time. We were just given licenses. And those people, they really did not know how to grow, which was a reason why they didn't possibly win their their application. They didn't. They they were very good at, at growing succulents or ornamentals or various trees and things of that sort. But they were not anywhere close to knowing how, exactly how to grow cannabis. And yet they were given this license. So what did they do? They haven't got the infrastructure. They went ahead and put it on the market. And now with the, almost almost all of them were sold. Have been sold now. And these people are actually sitting on their licenses and not even growing. So the market is, is staying small at this point in time. And, and, and Gary, that, that's bad because more competition means the customer wins. It means that when you have to compete, you have to put out a better quality product for a lower price. And that's the problem we have right now is patients consistently, consistently give feedback over seeing their flower and poverty mildew. To seeing the fact that they want to charge you $25 for an eighth of shake, you know, not even good quality product or flour. Um, so the fact is, is that corporate cannabis, you know, th these MMTCs, we have one in particular here in Florida that wants to position itself as a Walmart of weed. And when you think of Walmart, you don't think of quality. <laughs> and you don't no, think, I think of Chinese knockoffs usually. You don't think of, when you think of Walmart, you don't think of uh, employee satisfaction, that's for sure, because you can't pay people 10 and $11 an hour and expect them to produce, you know, premium uh, quality while you rake in, you know, six and seven figure salaries for, for the people on the board of directors and in the C-suite. And that's just, you know, that's the problem that we have right now is that the, the, the MMTCs are politically connected and those political connections go all the way up to the governor's office. The same people who he accused of being a cartel are the same ones that, that have access to him, that are making sure that are propping him up essentially for reelection. So what we need to know is where you stand politically, one, as an MMTC in, in this industry, are you going to continue to, um, as Carlos has it up there on the screen, support ass-faced for reelection because he's, <laughs> he's, he's preventing competition and two, are you going to treat your employees better so then that way we can get better products for the patients? Because the third part of that is you, we know you're screwing over the patients right now regardless. Just because you have, you know, the most um, storefronts in the state does not make you the best MMTC. And just because you have all these amazing brand partners uh, out there doesn't mean you give two shits about the patients. And then, and, and, and all you're doing right now by operating your business like this and the MMTC that I'm talking about knows exactly who they are is. Yeah. We're not are, naming names. <laughs> yeah. We're not naming names because we, we, we want that. We want a response. <laughs> I want to get a phone call by the end of the week from the CEO of this MMTC. And if I don't, we're going to come back every weekend and we're going to blast all your dirty laundry on this show. Because the fact is, is that your stockholders, and your shareholders are the ones who are going to lose out. And when they finally start paying attention to how shitty you're running this industry and how you're, you're treating these patients, how you're treating these employees, then we're going to see real change because we need to, to really have an answer of why does the largest MMTC in Florida have so much staff turnover? Why are the workers getting screwed over with not having their pay on time, with not being paid overtime? You know, yeah, and why is it? If your staff price is going up so high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and they're not even getting paid in Canadian money, right? 
<laughs> Which what is, is only worth about 75 cents to the dollar. What is the Canadian money? It's like a rupee, right? Or what is it? <laughs> oh, it's a Canadian so, dollar, but yeah. it's, it's the loonie. Peso, peso, right? The Canadian peso. I believe they call it the loonie. <laughs> <laughs> the loonie. Take off, hosehead. All right. <laughs> We we have situations in Florida in regards to the corporations and all that bit, because what is the bottom line of a corporation normally? It's to make a profit for their for their stockholders or for their the uh, people who own the corporation. And yet here in Florida, when we have a, a cannabis industry, there needs to be another aspect to it. It has to be more than just you make not making money. If you are making a, a medicine for the benefit of your patients and you have to keep your patients happy. Now we've seen a lot of discounts over the last couple of months. People have had 40% off all month long or 30% off that month. And all of a sudden we've been getting all these discounts coming back and forth. The question is, and I put this, this, this one out to other folks right now. You can answer if you like. Do these deep discounts create customer loyalty? Is a customer going to come back as soon as that sale is off? And a lot of people said to me on, on Facebook, no, you have to have a quality product for us to come back for. Yeah. And that is what it's all about. Because when you're talking about medicine, you want to talk about a product that will actually do the job and, and not get you sick, of course. And well, Gary, it's not easy. It's interesting that you point that out because the problem with patient loyalty right now is the problem of access. For example, if your city only has two, possibly three MMTCs, you don't have the ability necessarily to shop around. And some of these MMTCs can't even carry all of the, all of the products that they need on the shelves. I mean, that's the main thing that I see is like you can have the most storefronts in the state, but if you can't keep your shelf stocked with quality products, what's the point? You know, if a patient goes and one week you have their concentrate and the next week you're out for two weeks, how is that helping patients? And then it's like, oh, well, you can get home delivery. Yeah, for 50 bucks on top of whatever you're already paying. Like that's, that's ludicrous. Uber Eats doesn't even do that to you. Bro, fucking one one day, like it was like a Sunday, and it was like running really late. Like I was there like twenty minutes before they closed, right? And um, I I go in there, I'm looking for RSO and uh, some dabs, and uh, I I go up to the counter. The girl is tell I, and I tell the girl what I want. The girl literally tells me, "Hey, we pull those products for, off the shelf for inventory, so unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to sell those products to you right now." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" So, like, I'm here while you're open. Granted, you're closing soon, but I'm here while you're open. I'm here because I have a medical marijuana card and I need medicine. And you're telling me that you have the medicine, you just can't sell it to me because you're going to count it. Let me tell you something. It's very easy. Subtract one. That's all you need to do. Right, you have to care about your patients. You have to care, and that this shit like that that just tells me that they don't give a shit. Well, it right? goes to show that they don't train uh, their employees, and they're not hiring the talent. Like they have, you know, obviously their hiring policies are out of step with creating the best possible, you know, medicine. You want to hire people with the skill set to do this, rather than hiring people just because you're meeting some type of demographic tokenism. And I think that's the biggest problem with all of this is that, you know, the the, the policy set forth uh, by the MMTCs and even with the state legislature and, in, in, you know, in, in how they created a very limited labor pool that you can pull from uh, without the experience of, of actually working in the legacy market has created a lot of these problems. And the workers are getting screwed over um, every which way in the cannabis industry right now. 
I saw one company, one particular MMTC came up with a uh, a concentrate product, a butter that came out for four grams for three hundred and twenty dollars, and that's supposed to be something that I can afford. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know who can who can afford that kind of situation. You see, I do have loyalty to a certain MMTC. I'm not gonna lie. Right, I I go there first. I'm not gonna. I guess I won't name their names since we're not naming them. Any giving out stickers, but they give they no. Well, no, no, no. This this you don't have to do that here, Gary. Okay. Um, but no, they give me an industry discount. I get twenty five percent off there. So like, there's no point in me going anywhere else. And like the and I I could see how the sales might be an incentive for some customers. But it, it's enough for me to, to, to like ignore whatever sales going on. Typically, my percent off is better than whatever sales happening. Now, Carlos, you, you have an MBA. Is that correct? I, I do play in the National Basketball Association. Okay. And you happen to know uh, that in any corporation, what is the number one category of expense that is the highest uh, per, per sale of any category? Oh shit! You're gonna make me look bad if I get this wrong. I'll I'll give you the answer if you if you're it's, having one the, of those, uh, the, the highest expense for any any corporation. Mm -hmm. I would I would have to say probably labor. That is exactly right. Ding ding <laughs> ding ding ding. That is correct. And so you so labor is is important not only in the fact that it is probably the most expensive thing you, you're gonna spend uh, on, on everything per sale. I mean obviously the grow is expensive all a bit, but. The, the, the amount that you pay to your employees is important, and therefore you have to make every dollar count. Now, does that mean that you pay your employees the least amount possible? Not necessarily. In fact, the whole employment uh, atmosphere in, in this country right now has changed because of the pandemic, because so many people went on furlough or lost their jobs during the last year, and they didn't all come back to the same place. When they when they when the things started opening back up again, people started to come back. And so you you see a lot right now in the fast food industry where you'll see a sign saying dining room not open due to a lack of personnel. Mm -hmm. Now, I have heard from some uh, people who are involved in MMTCs that this is strictly a, res a response to the fact that people would rather stay home and get that additional money for un unemployment rather than 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 go back to work. Uh, if in the real world, that is not work whatsoever, because number one, unemployment is not permanent, believe it or not. And in the state of Florida, getting unemployment itself is, is you have to jump through more hoops than a circus dog. And oftentimes yeah. you don't even get that unemployment, even though you're, you're qualified for it. I, I remember when Carlos and I used to teach at this small startup uh, medical marijuana college. And uh, when it closed down, I applied for unemployment. And it took weeks to get it. And in the grand scheme of things, I only got one week's worth of unemployment, you know, uh, out of all of it, 250 measly bucks. First time in my life I was ever on food stamps. And it, it really did hit hard in, in seeing. And the worst part was, is that one of my jobs prior to graduating uh, with my master's degree was working in the unemployment office. So, you know, being able to see it on it's the back end, where I found him. Yeah, and, 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 be, and also being able to, to see it, you know, on the front end as a, as a as, you know, as, as a client, as a customer. And it's just, it's ludicrous how crazy the Florida unemployment system is, how inefficient the website is, um, how inefficient the website is in regards to trying to, you know, get, get real assistance or even trying to get a human being on the phone to help you navigate all of that. And, and in the grand scheme of all this, we have the Florida 
GOP. And, and as much as we try to avoid being partisan and everything, you cannot run from Florida politics without pointing out that Republicans run both the House, the Senate, and the governor's mansion. And rather than fixing the unemployment system, rather than opening up the, the medical marijuana market and, and really expanding the, the, you know, the number of vertically integrated licenses to create more competition, you know, because as far as is, is taking down vertical integration, that's probably going to happen by court case. We're, we're hoping that the Florida Supreme Court will rule in this Florida grown case, uh, you very know, on the side, or very soon on the side that of the people. Scary. And we'll see how that all shakes out. But the Florida GOP had plenty of time over the last three months to do something about these issues. And what did they do? Well, they signed a bill saying uh, that transgender athletes can't compete in girls sports. Uh, which I didn't know was an epidemic here in the Florida to the point where it required the attention of, of them to waste tax dollars to, 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 to create laws that, that, you know, are just going to harm transgender youth. There Apparently is it's a priority the, of Caitlyn Jenner. Don't, yeah. don't you guys ever get tired of like paying taxes and like that tax money going to like making conservatives feel more comfortable? You know what I, I mean? mean? Like making conservatives feel less icky because these gay people are around. Well, you know, if they like weren't that. so comfortable, well, maybe they'd be, they'd be doing more for the public. It's not just conservatives, Carlos. Let me let me shit on yeah, the Democrats for a minute because people right, always yeah, say, oh, I like it when you when you like go after Democrats. Let's do this. Well, people always <laughs> like, oh, Kano's a big liberal. And like the fact is, is like I'll never forget that there was a Democratic senator from the Jacksonville area who was trying to pass a ban on pit bulls in the state of Florida. And I'm just thinking, why are you trying to ban this one dog breed? Why are you wasting my tax dollars to do it? There are no such thing as bad dogs, only bad dog owners. Same premise that the conservatives love to cram down our throats when it comes to wanting to talk about gun control. Oh, guns don't kill people. Kill people, kill people. Right? So, you know, the... the the fact is, is that time and time again, our tax dollars are wasted every year of uh, making frivolous laws to tra to tackle non-existent problems. Like the fact the, is that the this bong thing, law uh, is a Democrat thing, right? The bong law, yeah, the bong law was passed by Daryl Roussan, Democrat. Um, mm -hmm. You know, now we have the anti-protest laws where you can be arrested uh, at a protest that could turn possibly violent. Well, if you've ever seen these protests, when the police decide to start launching tear gas, it's going to turn violent. It's not your fault that the police are assholes. <laughs> so we, we, we tried putting out bills this last session, and uh, we were 100% unsuccessful. And, it, and even further than that, there was a very important Department of Health bill that actually failed in the last couple hours that, that involved a whole bunch of things that were so, so important, including testing for, for cannabis that they actually put in. It was actually a good thing. And also the, the brand and amendment that would have uh, penalized deadbeat licenses for not actually producing and just sitting on their licenses, which again is impacting these things. So we've actually ha had a, a net zero below that uh, as, as far as cannabis is concerned. We did not get anything done this year. And yet, our, our representatives do get they get paid. They don't get paid a heck of a lot. I think representatives get like twenty six thousand a year, and senators get like thirty two, because it is kind of a part time job. But I guarantee you, every one of them has uh, another uh, side hustle that's making them wealthy in one shape or another. Even if it might mean you know the certain little bits of the uh, the money that they get from uh, political action committees for their campaigns, right? So <laughs> that is basically where we stand here in the state of Florida, but. We need changes here in Florida. And of course, some of these things are, are changing whether you want to or not. The, the, the service industry is coming to the realization with the, uh, the employment thing is that if you want your employees back 
if you want good employees that actually do well for your company, you're going to have to pay them more. You're going to have to give them better benefits. You have to give them a better workplace is, is concerned. And this is interesting to me. Like it's, it's not necessarily like uh, uh, employment as a whole. Like it, I, it seems to me like certain industries specifically have this problem. Like hospitality, it fucking sucks to work in a restaurant. People are bitching at you. You're fucking dirty. Everybody's everybody's bitching at you. I trust me. I worked at a restaurant before. And then you get paid shit, and then you gotta like 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 struggle for tip money and whatnot. So I mean, it it it, it really seems to me that like uh, it, it's certain industries, and for this to like it's it, if this is an issue in the cannabis industry here, or if like MNTCs here are having issues like this. Um, I mean, that's just like crazy to me because one of the reasons is because um, passion, it plays a big part in employment, like passion is an incentive, like a lot of people will forego money in order to work in something that they're passionate about. Right. They're living with their parents. And this is this industry. Cannabis is something that a lot of people are passionate about. A lot of people would do this shit for free. And for them to for them to not want to go back to work, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. You really have to like hurt somebody's soul. I mean, some, some, go ahead. We were I was saying we were touching on it just briefly when I when I brought up about the GOP is that political corruption and people are saying it here in the chat. You know, political politically connected corrupt officials are a big problem of this industry being able to move forward, and we got to call it out where we see it. Um, you know, the current head of the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation, Halsey Bashirs um, from Winter Park, was a, a Republican Florida state representative. Well, he's also a nursery grower by profession and is a top shareholder in the top, you know, most expensive MMTC uh, out there in the state of Florida. So, you know, if you have the people that are supposed to be in charge of regulating business, also key shareholders in these MMTCs, how can you ever expect uh, these MMTCs to measure up? You're going to see corners cut on their behalf. You're going to see breaks given when it comes to regulation, when it comes to employment regulations. I mean, all in all, the political corruption is not just hurting the workers, but again, it trickles down and it hurts the patients too. Now, I should say for just for correction that, that – um, Representative uh, Bashirs is no longer in that position. He actually said that he was leaving for his health. We don't know exactly mm. what, the, what the health situation was. We do know that he was involved in that Bahamas trip with with, with Gates and, and those kind of folks there. So maybe that, that whole thing made him sick. I don't know. Oh, well, yes, I forgot. He was on that plane with Matt Gates down to the Bahamas with those underage girls. In the industry, he was also in the back rooms helping to formulate the industry in part to help certain people. That, you know, that, that, that's almost a human thing, but uh, that was, he was involved in the, the, the Department of uh, Regulated Businesses when he, he was able to go ahead and make some changes over there. And now there's somebody else there, so we, we need to move on. But the fact is, we need to move on in the right direction. We need to start making things better for, for the employees there. And I have I know the, of uh, several growers at the very beginning of this industry that weren't doing too, too well by the plants or by their employees uh, when they first started uh, up. Because it's not easy to grow this plant in Florida. We have quite a bit of heat. 
We have quite a bit of humidity, and we have quite a bit of spores flying through the air with everything from powdery mildew to, to a number of other diseases and aphids and, and, and other kind of insects that would tend to attack the plants. So we always tell people, yeah, we want to home grow. You better not know how to home grow right inside because really throwing it in the, in the, your, uh, the soil of your backyard won't necessarily give you a crop that you'll be proud of necessarily medically. But that is why it's, it's important to have experts on hand, not only in the construction, but also in the maintenance and the grow and things of that sort. And these workers, I talked to a gentleman not too long ago, uh, just a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, when this whole thing went down with this one particular grow where people actually walked out because of lack of pay and, and, uh, and poor conditions, and mentioning the fact that uh, when he went into the harvesting room where they turned off the air conditioning to, so they weren't worried about the plants hermaphroditing at that point in time, that they were working in 100 degree plus conditions. That's not and right. And that, that may be okay for the plants now that you're just harvesting them but not necessarily for the people who are harvesting them themselves. And these are the people you're paying $11. And combat pay is better than that, isn't it? I don't know. Do you get paid for <laughs> well, How does that work? I thought it was just like they give you they let you give you room and board and then they like give you a scholarship when you get out. I, you, you actually get, you get paid in the military. You do? Uh, but no. the thing is, what are you getting paid for? Are you, are you getting paid to, to put up with that kind of thing? Or are you, are you being appreciated? Because that's one of the things that, pe that workers, that, that keeps workers. That number one, of course, is, is good enough pay. And of course, being in something that you're passionate in, but also having safe work conditions. Uh, Chris, you're, you're involved in the union industry right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Look at the comment. Look at what you just said, Gary. This is something that keeps workers being safe. Like, Providing some something like being a boss, right? I I don't you know I'm I'm I don't necessarily pay the the most amount of money <laughs> to be honest with you, but I figured out ways to get my my employees to work for tips, and they end up making pretty good money for for it too. So like they end up they end up cleaning out. It's about like twenty twenty dollars a, a an hour, is what they average. Yeah. But but here's the thing though is like I mean it's being providing a safe work environment is just the standard. It's not something that keeps employees. It's just something that keeps the place open. Like it, it's just crazy to me to think of that. Like you know, there's other things that keep employees showing appreciation to your employees, paying them a decent decent wage, you know, providing out. benefits, providing bonus uh, bonus 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 It's like I'm Matt Gates and I like to benefit young girls. <laughs> Back to that again. No, no, I wanted no, to get no. one good one out, and then I don't I'm know done. how Matt Gates did this week. He actually went to the villages to speak to people. I mean, those people were at least 10 times older than the average person he dates. <laughs> well, maybe it's so maybe, bad. Maybe eight times. It's okay. so bad. Maybe we shouldn't laugh at this. This is this is a horrible thing he's done to. Well, he had Marjorie women. Taylor Greene with him, so I'm certain that was at least halfway there. Well, she's halfway. Yeah. I don't know. Where. Who knows? Maybe maybe Matt Gates and R. Kelly. Uh, we can find them on a flight manifest in Epstein's Island. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna piss on you. <laughs> really, Carlos? <laughs> oh, man. Look, um, I want to. I want us to refocus a second, get off the politicians, and go back to the workers. As we've said, the the workers in the cannabis industry right now, folks, like you said, Gary, working in hundred degree heat for eleven bucks an hour, folks being forced to work, you know, uh, twelve hour shifts with only a thirty minute lunch break, um, if that. 
these are things exactly. that, you know, it, it, you, you mentioned that I, I work in, in union organizing. In my experience, the employers who have unions are always the ones who deserve them. And right now, the MMTCs in Florida deserve unions because they are treating their workers with such disrespect and they are treating their workers with such a level of contempt to, you know, no, number one thing is I used to do payroll. Uh, I, I had a, a organizer staff that worked under me when I was an immigration organizer. And I always did payroll a couple of days early just in case I could correct mistakes because fucking with people's money is unacceptable in this day and age. People work too damn hard. Working class people bust their ass over 40 hours a week in many cases uh, to, to not have their money on time. People are literally living paycheck to paycheck. Over 70% of Americans live that way. And that's, you know, and we can get into the inequalities of, uh, 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 you know, of, of how our economics work. But the fact is, is that if you're an employer, the least you can do is pay people on time. The least you can do is make sure that they're paid the proper amount for the amount of labor that they put in. You know, even if even if you're a shitty employer and you're only paying people $10 and $11 an hour, the least you can do is make sure that $10 and $11 an hour is on time. And that's not what we're seeing. Yeah, and, and here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to all you corporate folks right now who are not listening. So if, any, if anybody uh, is going ahead and, and looking at this on archive, take this over in, to, to the nearest uh, corporate person and, and, and hear us out. If you have good employees who are loyal employees who create a fine product for you, that fine product will be bought by consumers who desperately want good product, and then you'll have brand loyalty, and then you'll make money. And then you'll have not only happy employees, happy customers, but you'll also have your bottom line. Isn't that amazing how it all kind of comes together if you're trying to do things above board and trying to make folks happy because it all is connected. And if, mm. you, if you break a piece of that chain apart, that all comes apart. You see, Gary, and, and we're going to see that in the near future. I think it might be a little easier to lobby to keep a closed industry. <laughs> we don't have to and, lobby; it happens all the time. And, and, and us doing anything. And then, and then you have control over everything, and then you don't give a shit about your employees, because then you just, you know, if you if you want to sell weed today to somebody that's you know 15 minutes before, and then you want to take inventory. You don't have to sell them the, the the RSO. You know they'll come back tomorrow for it. People right? people are coming back to work right now, but they are realizing that they have choices between the low paying jobs where people don't care as much about you, and there are actually higher paying jobs out there that they might enjoy, and that they are going back to. So if you see a restaurant that is low on employees, maybe it's because they're not paying enough. And mm -hmm. if you find out that a particular dispensary is constantly out of the product because they're losing employees right and left. There's probably a reason for that. And it's not the fact that they want to stay home and collect unemployment, especially in the state of Florida, who pays the least amount of unemployment of almost any state in the country right now. Especially when people are passionate about the plant. If you work in an MMTC, I'm going to assume it's because you're passionate about cannabis. Right. And if you if if you don't want to go into work and you're passionate about that specific line of work, there's something specifically wrong with that fucking boss, man. Yeah. Now, David Negron points out a certain thing that we 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 have the discussion about before, and that is we're talking about getting the corporate folks out. Well, that is kind of a slippery slope, and because of the fact that if you want to have a large grow of high quality product, you need to have some kind of money involved with with that grow and high quality employees to grow it. 
And you can't always get that with a black market where you have a, you have only a couple of folks or, or relatives that are helping you grow the product because that really is, does limit you. And we would like to have more brands. We would like to have more quality products. And it, it is coming. It is coming to the state of Florida. And the, the way that the free market generally works is if you have a bad product or you, if you're not take, taking care of your employees properly, those companies generally fall because that is the invisible hand of the free market slapping, bitch slapping the folks out of who, who are not taking care of their employees. And that is what we expect to see. And it's starting to happen. We had a, a couple of instances this last week that were broadcast on Facebook and Instagram that we heard about. We're not going to we're not going to pinpoint the, the particular companies because they know who they are. Uh, but we would like to hear from you if you do uh, have a story to tell. So feel free to post uh, when you're here right now if you have a grievance and. Let's let's follow up on some of these things. Let's see if we can't make some change because we couldn't make any change in, in the, uh, the legislature. Maybe we can do it at this level. And let me tell you guys, I can tell you from what's going on in California and some other states, unions are coming and unions are there to protect employees. And if you don't want to get unionized, so that may be something you're going to have to grapple with. That's, that, well, that, that's what it comes down to. Gary, as you know, I am a union organizer uh, by vocation. And so, you know, in the comments there, uh, there's a Facebook group that uh, has been created uh, here for a safe space for Canada industry workers here in the state of Florida. If you want to join it, by all means, uh, join the Coalition of Canada Industry Labor uh, Facebook group and you can share your stories with us. Um, you know, you can invite fellow uh, cannabis industry workers who are not in management and, you know, we can really get a, get to the bottom of, of, of a much deeper iceberg. I mean, we're just scratching the surface here with these comments that are on social media and with people releasing their experiences. But we want to hear from you. We really do want to get to the bottom of this. We want to hear the horror stories. We want to hear, um, you know, what your working conditions are like. We need you all to tell your story so then that way the patients and the people can actually hold these MMTCs accountable to the level that they should be. You know, as soon as these MMTCs see a drop in their stock prices, uh, if, if their stock just drops a dollar, that would cost them millions and tens of millions of, of, of market share value. And I mean, that will get their shareholders to pay attention. That will get these upper level managers who are inadequate pushed out. And, you know, in the end, we need to, again, see people who have the skill sets to properly run an industry that's going to be patient focused uh, in the MMTCs rather than these folks who, for some reason, just, you know, we see it in the chat that they like to call them chads, these chads that are getting into corporate cannabis. They have no idea what they're doing. In, in, chads in is a real form of caring, correct? <laughs> and, you know, Chad's, Karen's, there's so many funny, funny names out there and memes out there for it. The fact is, is that we have people who are out of touch with the actual patients that are out of touch with the actual plant that are major players in the industry. And that is the problem that, that you know, that we consistently see and that we're experiencing here in Florida. We will continue to evolve as as a industry. I know we, we've got some new dispensaries that are actually coming on board right now. Uh, this one particular particular uh, nursery uh, named named Doers over in Apopka just recently popped open and now is uh, Sanctuary Medicinals, which is getting ready to open up their first store fairly soon if they haven't already opened it up. I know that Cookies, which is which is a fabulous dispensary over in, in on the West Coast is actually working on opening up their first one over in South Beach right now who have a fabulous product and a fantastic marketing line, and they take care of their employees fabulously. So they may just raise the bar 
and, and force other people to raise the bar as well. Now, we have a, a cautionary tale uh, company here in Florida called MedMen. And if you want to see a, a, a library of all the things you shouldn't be doing as a corporation, take a look at the history of MedMen and how it was run and the fact that almost all the pay was very, very top heavy that they had CEOs that were, were, were making six and seven figure incomes. And yet we also had employees who were making eight, nine dollars in income uh, an hour. And what a surprise. They are actually sued in California for failing to pay overtime uh, and, and failing to just adhere to the employee contracts. And they spread that joy across the country. And over here in Florida, they had 10 dispensaries. Now they got, I think, four that are actually operating right now. And they're just staying here and waiting to see what happens when uh, an adult use market comes around, which probably won't be for another two years or so. So whether they still are, exist here uh, at that point in time, we'll see. But if you want to see what not to do, uh, feel free to take a look at the history of, of MedMen, and you can see exactly what, 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 what could possibly go, go wrong with a corporate cannabis company. So they still got like four dispensaries? I thought they were gone. No, they, they still have four dispensaries open, one of them, which I think is in St. Petersburg. It's the only one in the Tampa Bay area. Mm. And one in Tallahassee is gone. I think the one in Miami is gone, which, mm. was, which, was, which was their uh, their opening starship. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just have not done as well as they had hoped. All, all that hype, all that bit about being the new Apple store of cannabis and the, the red and white logos of being the new normal and then, of course, being the laughing stock of South Park. <laughs> and, of course, they funded the MILF, uh, I hated that, uh, this, uh, uh, ballot initiative here in the state of Florida. And they, they did it to, to uh, up the corporate uh, adult use market here in Florida because it, it was basically set up so that only those people who are currently growing right now uh, could be the ones who get involved into the recreational market. And a lot of folks in the industry... Uh, when they saw the, uh, the letters in the mail asking them to sign the ballot petitions, signed it with every other name other than their own, or found a way to disvalidate that particular petition. And even then, they still managed to get not uh, hundreds of thousands of, uh, of, of petitions signed, but not enough. And of course, the Supreme Court shot them down because they were highly conservative, and they had this understanding that the average voter is too stupid to understand what is what is in plain language in front of them. And so therefore, they said, we're sorry, but we don't believe our, our consumers here in Florida are smart enough to be able to read a ballot. And so therefore, we're going we're to shoot this down, which was a strange way of of doing things but we still got one more ballot initiative coming up for supreme court review being regulate florida uh, unfortunately floridians for freedom at, at, at approximately 1700 17,000 petitions is probably not going to see supreme court review but we do have that and of course possibly possibly we do have a possibility of uh, the legislature taking it up in the next two sessions although considering the fact that this this particular last session not a single bill even got a committee hearing not even a chance to even just discuss the matter that well, we, we have a major uphill climb when it comes to cannabis and want to cannabis talk use. about it. Ron DeSantis said not on his watch. He said it, uh, uh, adult use won't happen on his watch. So if DeSantis isn't willing to even sign the bill into it, I doubt very much that his, you know, that his, his party is going to willing to override his veto. Um, Remember when we went and we made an appointment at his office and like mm -hmm. they, they he sent his aides to talk to us and like oh, they yeah. looked at us like we were fucking crazy. 
And they're oh, like, yeah. I remember them what, saying, what like, they they wear, like were you wearing that <laughs> nose and eyeglass at the time? <laughs> oh. Not the one you're wearing no, now. We, the different one. We, oh, 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 Gary, Gary, you're making me feel self-conscious about my nose. I am just letting you know what I've been dealing with for the last. No, we walked years. into that. We walked into that room and like we were rolling like twenty deep. Yeah, and we were like twenty deep in the Capitol that day. Yep. And, and I remember the white lady, the car- the Karen if you will. <laughs> um, she looked at us like, you're like, are we gonna make it? Look at all these potheads in a, in in our office. Oh my god. She went and got four more aides. I remember that. Remember. <laughs> I mean, we, we went from our former commissioner of agriculture who said that adult use cannabis will hollow out the, the morality of, of the state of Florida. Yeah, um, Adam Putnam said that. Yeah, Adam Putnam did say that that the redheaded demon himself. Uh, but that, that that was his opinion. That was what he grew up with. That's what he believed after being you know a, a hundred and twenty generation Floridian that he is. Yeah, and, he grew uh, up with his own county, you know. You know, I hope the people in that county know they're free, because uh, maybe not. This rural area out there in Putnam County. I believe it was Putnam County yesterday where a woman actually threw a whopper uh, at the at the, the cashier because the tomatoes weren't thick enough, and, and it caused a, a ruckus. Was calling the cashier all sorts of names. They actually got put in jail for uh, a hate crime, which was very oh, interesting. Man. But that's that's Putnam County. But then we went and had Ron DeSantis, who who famously also said during the last campaign that all the kids that he grew up with uh, and who use cannabis are folks who still have never gotten anywhere in life and are still basically ne'er-do-wells and things of that sort. Well, I guarantee you none of them were using it medicinally because I think the only major illness in his high school was affluenza. Uh, but the situation is that is what he believes if only he's saying it because he wants he knows how people want to hear that from him or yeah i don't believe it, it. i don't believe it gary because he went to harvard and i have never met an ivy league guy that wasn't a pothead you know i just it, it, carlos you know it the, the deeper you are in academics the more anxiety you have the more high pressure it becomes the more that it's easy you know it's like you need to turn it, the field it, it depends on what you study i was looked at like a weirdo in my business program first well, because you, you weren't hopped up on pills and cocaine they, like the rest of the business guys they were they were like this pothead's really taking good care of this student government <laughs> it's like I'm gonna go do more cocaine and start some Zoloft. <laughs> I, I know, I like, man, I, I, I'll never forget uh, the first time some dudes were like, "Hey, man, you ever crush up Roxies and put them in your butt?" And I'm just like, "Yo, y'all kids in New Tampa are on another level. Like in the West, we don't do that. You know, you nah. roll up, the same ones up. You're using vodka-soaked tampons and putting in God knows where." Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, I, all that stuff I, I learned from affluent kids coming up. I, I I didn't learn that from the kids of West Tampa, you know. So it, it, again, point being is that these now kids who have who have suffered from affluenza that are Gen Xers are now in 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 positions of power, and and they're sitting there not being genuine at all. They're they're, they're not genuine at all. To sit there and say, oh, everybody I know never made anything of themselves to smoke pot. I know someone who smoked pot and made something of themselves. He was president of the United States. It's it's something that Ron DeSantis, I hope, will never uh, achieve to uh, because he has such a shitty attitude towards potheads. If only Obama had 
uh, considered the possibility that uh, bipartisan, it doesn't always work. If he had actually been a little more aggressive, then we would have had possibly a better federal system than we have right now. We're still fighting right now. Uh, The Biden administration is very iffy in the way that they're handling things. We keep on hearing that they're moving forward, and then we hear that that step forward might not be for another year or so, possibly before they move forward. They've they've already uh, pushed back on their employee policy, where people are being asked to work from home because they can't get uh, a security clearance to work in the White House if they've ever had any kind of cannabis use whatsoever in their lifetime. So we, we have a lot to work on. And Florida, we are very top down. We we have. I mean, when it's when the legislature starts, one of the first questions they ask is, what are the priorities of the current governor? What does the governor want to see us do? And then, of course, that goes straight to the, st- to the Speaker of the House, who tells everybody in his party, this is the governor's priorities. These are my priorities. We're going to mesh them together. We're going to make certain that these th- things pass. And whatever the minority wants, we don't care. That is basically what we've been dealing with. The Senate is a little bit looser, as, as Senator Brandis often says, they're acting like 40 um, Somalian warlords. And so you have to appease them one at a time. But uh, the rest of the folks are basically following following a line that they've, that they've been given. So perhaps we need to change things from top down. We, have, we, we were told this week that uh, Charlie Crist is running for governor, and most likely that in the primary will be him versus uh, Nikki Fried, our current commissioner of agriculture. And, well, and possibly, possibly Val Demings, the former police chief of Orlando. Not gonna vote for a cop. Sorry, not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> not and gonna do it. she may actually run against Rubio, which which is another possibility. I think. Which okay. Would probably be politically better for her, I think. I think we need her in, in DC. I think we, we talked about that last week. I'd vote for a nutless monkey over Marco Rubio. So you, you know. said you'd vote for me over the nutless monkey, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sweet. For sure. Okay, so I am opening up a shop which is going to do monkey castrations just to see what happens. <laughs> the That's monkey about castrations are about to go up, baby. Yes, right. <laughs> just, to, just to have Carlos compete more. <laughs> well, gentlemen, look, it has been a pleasure uh, talking about these things. I look forward to continuing this conversation from week to week. I think the most important thing moving forward that our viewers can take away today is that the cannabis industry is not where it needs to be. It is not patient-focused how it should be, and there is a lot of work ahead. And so us here at at the Suncoast Chapter Normal will continue to be a voice for our patients, for our advocates, for the cannabis industry workers. And so you got to get involved if you want us to continue to do the work that we do. We need you to become a member of Suncoast Normal. We need you to join the fight. You know, if you're a cannabis industry worker, by all means, join the Facebook group, uh, you know, get involved and share your experiences. And we look forward to having more and more discussions on this topic. But uh, to round it out on a positive note, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there who give up so much each and every day to all of us. For those moms who have sacrificed, those single moms out there who have had to to be two parents and work multiple jobs just to make ends meet. We love you. We appreciate you. And at the end of the day, you deserve a high-quality joint. And that's why we're here, to ensure that one day that can be a reality for every mom. We are in favor of Mother's Little Helper, that being Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. 
go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member. Because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation Podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website, again, is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, Find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary, and good night. Good night.